Grand Rising, and welcome back to the podcast, Only Black Cosmonaut, where we talk about mindfulness, movement, and meditation. And I have the honor today as a guest speaker with Jason B. Godoy. Uh, Jason is an online friend of mine, I'll definitely say, and over the span of some time now, I don't maybe a month or two or three or four, we've decided to work together and create this project. Now, uh, I will say there's two ways I want to label the project. It's called The Wonders of the Inner Cosmo or The Wonder of the Inner Cosmos, where either you see yourself as a singularity experience in many worlds, or you see yourself living in many worlds and um, or living in one world and you're having many experiences or many versions of yourself. Our goal is essentially to get to healing, get back to the self, and uh, a little bit about the conversation, what brought it on is that in the beginning of the year, we both considered that it was time for what might be called a big reset, a big way to start over, a big way to do better or do it again with the way that we want to do it, like our version of the path. And it was coincidental, maybe cosmic, maybe all in alignment, serendipitous, that um, in the world, there was this Saturn and Jupiter conjunction conversation and how these planets coming together along with the sun formed this trifecta of something that never happened before. And it changes even the astrological signs of things. And those signs had represented different energy. And in this Aquarian energy, they called it is a way of, it's a new way. It's an intellectual way of approaching life and being more energetic and real with your path. So we said, hey, that sounds familiar. What do you know? We're already doing that. So we, I felt like at least we were already connected to the universe in our own version. And being able to stand in it is such a powerful and confident thing to do when it comes to living that version of your life is just standing in that version of your life. So what if we held hands or stand next to each other and share one, one stream of that energy called the wonders of the inner cosmo or the wonder of the inner cosmos? Um, Jason has a strong background in, what would you say, Jason? Mental health, wellness, self-help. Um, give us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so... I would say it's a little bit of energetic work and then also mental health, but from a neuro-linguistics uh, perspective. Um, so I am in process of working towards the neuro-linguistic practitioner certifications, which is just um, like the study of, of neuroscience of the brain in accordance with speech and how they work together. Um, and then I also have a Reiki uh, practitioner uh, background and what he is is just that loving light energy that is used for healing uh, and it is used for just um, shifting our, our sense of being and creating a greater sense of self. Everything all right there, Hard? Yeah, I'm working with it. Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you. Can you hear me good? I can. I can. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, and I love what you were saying about this planetary alignment and and this shift that we're experiencing um my understanding it's more of a push towards like humanitarianism right that's the sign of aquarius is is this notion of um the, the human uh side of us and the humanitarian side mm -hmm. um so with that i think the energy that we kind of felt aligned with apart from this this concept of 
you know, the wonder of our inner cosmos and the wonder of our inner world was also like a loving reset. Mm. And, you know, um, what I think of with that is a lot of us were, even myself, we've been so kind of cruel and so rigid with ourselves and, and so um, kind of uptight. We haven't, you know, created the space for self-love and created the space for self-reflection and self-understanding. Um, so that's why I like the notion of a loving reset, because it, it allows me to think of creating space for us to just reconnect with ourselves, the, the wonder of our inner cosmos, like you said. Yeah. And I, I really think your work reflects that. I think we're just calling it our own version. And the beauty of coming together in my mind is that it frees people up from believing they have to have a certain look or be a certain way or of a certain race or of a certain ethnicity, creed or, you know, sexuality to be able to be in this moment and be able to be that version of themselves. There's a lot of um, body imagery when it comes to the self in this world. You know, people represent themselves based on their body more than um, the actual person that's experiencing the body or experiencing with the body. And our bodies can hold so much energy. It's not just the physical representation of holding something in your hand to get a stronger sense of what we can hold. We literally take on energy bodies or energy moments and we hold them. Um, we can be reminded of that when we're reminded of an experience and how that might shock us back into how that felt, you know, whether it's a hurtful one or a joyous one, but it's held in our body. It doesn't, it's not out there somewhere. And then we think of it and it comes back into our body. It's just there. And until we learn to um, process it or possibly cultivate it, tra transmute it into something better, um, it might, eat away at us. And the reset is a way of to wash away that clean up, you know, um, wake up with a stronger wonder like Jason promotes and offer yourself a greater world like you want for yourself. Uh, the Saturn and Jupiter thing, we both felt like if Jason took on one role and I took on another role, it would help clarify it. But as we stepped forward, I don't know, and Jason can help me clarify it. It seems there was more importance on how we live our life in that version than it was to say we took on the title of any planetary body. What do you, what do you think, Jason? How did, how did it feel as we were really deciding on um, how we wanted to bring in this wonders of the inner cosmos? I think the feeling and the energy that I was sensing was it was more about practicalities mm -hmm. and, you know, understanding how, how we present this side of ourselves and how we kind of tie into that. So if I recall correctly, my planetary application was that of expansion, that uh, possibility and just like a greater perspective. Yeah. The, and the audio um, chipped out right there. So yeah, it's, I believe you were saying that um, the audio chipped out, but what you were saying for the listeners is that the planetary bodies weren't as important as the representation behind them, the actual actions in place, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. The actions in place mm -hmm. and um, like you said, what it represents mm -hmm. and, and how we can make that practical so that other people can you know, walk in that representation. So my planetary alignment, it represented expansion, 
mm-hmm. um, and it represented, I think, a greater like perspective, growth, and yep, 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 growth, healing. So, um, so for, mm-hmm. yeah, so more so than the and healing exactly. So more so than the planet, I w- I want people to experience when they think of wonder, a sense of expansion, a sense of open perspective. Um, and then on the back end of that, I want there to be a sense of healing. Um, like that, that notion of a reset, we have to go back to whatever energetic was being stored and mm-hmm. to heal that in order to expand further. I agree. I agree. It is a process is what I'm hearing always. I love processes or the idea of working through something. I don't always love working through it. Like sometimes when you're having the experience, it's like, when is this going to be over? But it's always such a reward when you're on the opposite end or the back end or the completed end or in the resolve, you know, how it actually feels to get through it. Because even then there might be more to go into there when you get to a a better feeling about the whole thing. Um, So why is this important, you feel, Jason, for the world today? Could you get personal with us. (laughs) And I know you and I shared a lot, but the wonders of the inner cosmos or getting into this wondrous responsibility of self and reset. We, we agreed that there was this maybe bullet points. Um, They were called, what do we have here? Problems, pain, um, possibility and path. And, we both have our own course that we're going to work together with. I have a master your cosmos course and Jason has a wake up and wonder course over the span of what a month. <laughs> we're going to actually take each other's course and really get a stronger understanding of each other. Communication, connecting, uh, finding ways to harmonize, even when we have such great, great work to give the world, is still important. And I, and I love this approach that we both agree that we want to take with each other. We're, we're working with each other on each other's work. Uh, Jason, any insight? What you got? How, did you, how do you feel about it? Yeah, so before we get into that um, frame mm-hmm. that we talked about, the problems and the pain, before we get into that, um, in regards to this notion of us connecting, mm-hmm. um, I really like to use this phrase, collision creates connection. Ooh. And so in a sense, you know, we have to, even though our works are very similar and they're complementary, we do have to collide. And I'm sure that when we're experiencing each other's courses and you're, you're going through the Live Wonders Day course, there might be some things that you don't agree with and there might be some things that cause you to question. And I'm sure when I go through your mastering of cosmos, there are going to be some things that, you know, raise concerns in my mind that raise objections um, because as humans, we are meant to collide in order to connect deeper and come into further alignment. And once we're in that, that deeper stage of connection, that greater alignment, then we can actually produce greater results for the people that are going to be taking the course. So that's the goal. Word. We're only human. We're probably going to, fuck up and mess up and not do well, you know, but, um, and then I like to say that, you know, we're guys and guys have a tendency of, um, muscling through things. So it might be a, it might be a way to find out if, if we're even doing that or if that's even a part of the conversation, I don't know, 
but I, I like to be observant of my masculinity in a lot of ways and how it, how it applies to everything. Um, you know, it's my strength <laughs> in, in a lot of ways, but yes. I learned the opposite as well. So let's see. And, and what was coming up, what was coming up for me right there, Howard, when you were, um, when I was talking about collision creates connection, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was getting to the problem, which the problem was really, for me, it's, un- it's uncertainty. So we, we live in this world of certainty, this world of this is what I know, this is what I see, this is what's right, this is what's wrong. And then also mm-hmm. in that same world is, these are the things that I do not know. Like I know that I do not know how the heck an airplane flies through the sky, a two million <laughs> uh, ton airplane or two ton airplane, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so because we're stuck in this world of, I know this, I don't know this, this is right, this is wrong, this world of certainty, Everything outside of our little um, bubble, our little lens of certainty is going to be uncertainty. And the problem for me is that that uncertainty um, in the past, I experienced it as unknown, which in my mind translated to fear, translated Mm -hmm. to confusion, Mm -hmm. um, translated to scarcity. Mm -hmm. And then by being stuck in my little bubble of this is what I know, this is what I don't know, um, and not being open to that possibility, to that to that unknown, um, it created a sense of just disconnect and a sense of, you know, not wanting to grow. It kept me from expanding. I, right. I was afraid to, to pursue, you know, a better version of myself. I was afraid to connect deeper with my wife at the time. And it mm-hmm. ultimately led to a divorce because I was afraid to, you know, seek what's possible. And a really practical example of that, I'll give you a very relative example. Um, mm. The time before I was even into podcasting, she wanted to be an actor. She wanted to um, just do all this stuff in this world that we're kind of in right now, this podcasting world, this media world. She wanted to do a lot of stuff in that world. She wanted to be a YouTube star and all and that star, but she had a plan. Mm-hmm. And I was not supportive of it, of it at all. And the reason I wasn't supportive is because I was stuck in that realm of certainty and in, in that realm of this is what I know and this is what I don't know. Um, what she wanted, YouTube, TV, media, it was outside of what I could see as being possible, a possibility. Hmm. Um, so because of that, it actually pushed me away from her so much uh, to where I thought I was supporting her in my mind, which I think a lot of us men do this. We think we're supporting our partners. Um, we we say what, what we want to say, what sounds like support, but then our actions, our behaviors, it doesn't align with what we're saying and we're not right. truly being supportive. Um, so that was what was happening for me and it actually led to divorce, it led to separation. But now that I'm open to this sense of possibility and what I've done was I had to use this notion of wonder mm-hmm. to reframe that unknown, to reframe that uncertainty to reframe that fierce uh, scarcity state i had to reframe it to possibility and now that it's reframed to possibility it's exciting it's curious um i'm able to tap into courage a little bit quicker and and that allows me she's actually auditioning right now they're um re-shooting a power rangers movie they have like an alternate Mm. universe of power rangers like the mighty market power rangers yeah 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 Yeah, so she's gonna be yeah so she's um casting to be the yellow ranger and like, yeah, they just got approved to be on uh, Amazon. So, like, it, it's legit. And Woo! Yeah, but because I've been practicing this wonder and this possibility, I'm mm. able to be open to that idea now. I'm able to actually show up and be supportive. Yeah, yeah, instead yeah. Instead of just, like, running my mouth the whole time and, and not, you know, following through with my actions. 
you know, the term in my mind comes up, um, protecting your magic and how we can use that term for quote unquote good or not so good. Because in both those spaces, it seems like you were protecting your magic, your certainty in that way of what you know was right. And she too was protecting her magic by cultivating or attempting to create a space where she can expand in and be more creative. And through that same wondrous path of protecting your magic, you know, like digging into how it actually works, um, at least in this conversation, as I'm understanding it, you both were able to find even a greater space together, you know, and how that works out in communication and conversation and just self-betterment for, for both of you and together. So um, I can definitely relate, you know, as a, a guy as well about how at times I feel like I'm doing right. And then I find out, well, no, that's not the right version of the right you think you're doing, you know, and or um, how I'm just not helping and how I actually need to help. And I think being open to that and vulnerable to that possibility, no matter how it turns out, just being open to it is a part of the healing is a part of how we can reset each time, is a part of how we can get stronger in our possibilities each time. So your course, I'm sure, Living Wondrously, will teach that because you experienced it. And you have a version that is so given that you can prove it. Same here. And everyone else, I believe, can, if not already do, have that version for themselves as well. You can call it their superpower. But the superpower is a culmination of these things that makes them the better version of themselves. So using the example of like a Power Ranger, for them to come together, morph in time, they have to unite. It's not an individual Ranger. It's the power rangers, plural tense. As they come together, they make the team. We have to do that for ourselves. Our actions, our intent, and therefore the result could be the different rangers. And we put them together to be that power ranger. So, um, I talked about it, and I don't know if you think it's a good way now to segue into those problems, pains, and possibilities, because healing is not always easy, and it's not always comfortable. It's exciting to find people that are willing to do the work and excited about it, but it's still work. So it's not to take away from some of the difficulties that might come up and the honesties and vulnerability, the honesties that might come from the vulnerability, but it's also to be empowered by that. Back to it again, being it a superpower, sometimes Superman, Superwoman, the superhero had to be beaten down a couple times before they were able to stand up. Part of them knew this has to happen because they weren't strong enough. But 
they didn't give up in believing they could be stronger. Even if they weren't strong enough in that moment, they knew through it all, they were super. They didn't doubt themselves. Maybe the results of what's happening is doubtful, but not me. I'm not doubting me. I might be doubting how I'm responding to it, but I'm not doubting me. I want this work that Jason and I had put together for you, the listeners and watchers, to be a part of what you continue to offer yourself. Jason, I would love you to kind of give some space about maybe what it's like to work through some of the problems into a stronger possibility and path, you know? You could talk about the work that we're offering or the work that you're offering, but just a little snippet maybe of how someone can, let's say, be standing within a problem and how they can possibly work through that. Yeah. Um, first off, I like to equate healing to wonder. So we're talking a lot about healing and, and problems. You know, they require healing, at least the problems we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. And you're right. It does take work. Um, a very simple example of this that I use frequently is if we're sitting in the dark, um, in a dark place, metaphorically or physically, um, and we want to bring some light into our life, into our surroundings, you might be in a random room, in a random house, and you don't know where you're at and it's dark. You know where the light switch is at. The light switch is by the door, right? It's so usually when you walk in, it's to the right or to the left of the door. However, because it's not your space, it's an unknown space, you're gonna have to work to find the light switch. You might have to feel around on the wall until you feel the light switch. It's not like you're just gonna go as if it was your house and flip it on immediately. If the lights go out in your home, you have to pay the electrical bill. You have to go to work in order to pay this electrical bill. But you come home, the lights are on, electricity's flowing, everything feels good. And there's, there's been healing that took place in that time that you were doing work. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, so I like to try and show that in the practical sense. And I, I do intend in our, our program that we've created this um, two-day retreat, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, I have practical exercises that are going to require work um, in the sense of it might require you to hold a physical position for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. But in that process, while it's not difficult, it just takes a little bit of, of exertion. There will be healing that takes place because in that time, you're going to work through, like you said, work through the emotions, work through the pains. And usually in my experience, whether I'm journaling whether I'm, you know, running, whether I'm meditating um, and going inward into that dark space, whatever I'm doing, usually as I'm working through it, um, when I get to the other side, there's a story tied into it. Mm -hmm. And usually that's what I'm working, working through and working to is not necessarily the pains or the emotions. Those, those come and go 
as I work through the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's kind of my intent with these exercises, with these activities is this uh, time period that we're sitting there holding this position, this exertion that we're working, like we said, mm-hmm. there's going to be a story that comes out the back end. And then once you're clear on that story, once you've identified the story, then we now know what we can expand past. It's almost like that story is, is the cap, is the ceiling. Yeah. And, and we can't see the story. We can't see the ceiling. It's an invisible ceiling. But once we've broken the story, once we've exposed it, now now there's space to expand further, expand past that story and, and heal, receive the healing that we were talking about. Um, so that's what I try to do. I try, I try to open people up to this sense of something bigger, the sense of wonder, the sense of what's possible um, through uh, very um, like cerebral examples and experiences that they can visualize mm-hmm. and then from there actually create space for them to deep root really, uh, down into those stories and push past them and, and take action on what they were just thinking about and what they were just expanding on positive does that positive. answer your question yeah no it, it wasn't even a question it was definitely <laughs> just you know uh, a version and a, an interpretation in your feelings towards how this actually works, how healing can work. Um, Again, I really hear you saying it as well, that the journey at times can be the focus, but also has to be a part of the experience. What it means, like, sometimes we can look at, oh, well, you know, you just got to focus on the journey, not the destination. Sometimes the destination is the focus, and you just experience with the journey. You're not trying to give it a name more than you're being with it. So right now, I don't feel good. I want to feel good. And I don't feel good when I talk about this problem. But I have to talk about this problem. And I got to realize the story I'm talking about behind this problem. You know, what, what are the words I'm saying to make this thing show up every, every fucking time? You know, how am I contributing to this? Because it's so painful or discomforting or in not in alignment with the version I want to be every day that I need to figure this out. I need to figure it out. I don't like being so emotionally crippled by this shit. So that's you experiencing without judgment, hopefully, but at least observation to the point of the journey. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm trying to focus on the destination, but I got to talk about it. I got to write it out. I got to accept where I'm wrong and accept where I keep blaming. That's a part of the journey. It's not just you focusing on it. It's you being with it. Focus on it can sometimes have this external view where, yeah, I'm just looking at it. Yeah, I talked about it, but you're not really doing anything. Are you really acknowledging what you're talking about? You know, are you really aware of how what you're saying is affecting the situation? You know, yeah, have your feelings. But what do you think your feelings are doing? And really getting into that is what I'm hearing you're also offering. (laughs) You know, um, it's just not the same all the time. And it's not easy for everyone. Um, This work is continuous. There was something else yes. I wanted to say. Um, 
in relation in relation to what you were just saying is um so what happens is when we're being with the separation so separate like you said the feelings of this from the facts of the story mm-hmm. but when we're not being with it and we're more so focused on it or focused on the destination it kind of creates like a never-ending loop and not necessarily mm-hmm. never-ending but to us it may feel never-ending where we can't get past certain stories and those are the invisible mm-hmm. ceilings that i'm talking about mm-hmm. so a lot of times when we sit by ourselves and we do this kind of work by ourselves we we get stuck in the feelings mm-hmm. and and that's us to just cycle the story back around and that's why we can't seem to expand or seem to get the healing that we so desire on our own but when mm-hmm. we go to these types of events when we experience these types of containers um when we have coaches who really hold space for us like this it creates that space for us to not to not um look at it but to be with it right, right. you said and then while we're with it was separate feeling from the facts and then now that the feelings are separated it allows us to work through the story faster and to not be so caught up in it like you're saying right because our emotions are fucking real man and you know i say it like that because i want to give support to the reality of emotions no one knows how you truly feel that's why words and reflections are in part with expression of that feeling. You know best how you feel. And the more you clarify what that feeling is, the more you can clarify how that feeling is, how it's showing up, you know, how it's working, how it's effective, how it's not effective, because your emotion is energy in motion, right? And it's happening and it's doing something. So... um I don't know, man. We've actually covered a lot right there. I think what we didn't mention um, is how we're going to break this down. And the idea is a two-day um, event. Uh, Jason would take one. No, actually, we're going to both be on both days, but we're going to split it up. And um, I've done a lot of talking. Go ahead. Yeah, Jason. Before, before we break it down, I'm really just um, curious, and it might be a little off topic, but still in relation when you say feelings and, and when you talk about, you know, energy, emotion, and you define a feeling. And like you said, we don't, a lot of us don't know how we're feeling. So we have to, you know, talk about it, write it down. And even myself, I don't know how I'm feeling half the time until I <laughs> sit down and, and think about it. But how would you personally define a feeling, Howard? Is it, is it a one word? Like is feeling can it be explained in one word or is it like, I feel like this is happening. Like how would you explain feeling? Hmm. It brings me back to this title, The Wonders of the Inner Cosmo or The Wonder of the Inner Cosmos. Um, sometimes a feeling can be so, so strong that it feels like it's the only feeling you have. And the world around you is happening, possibly in different ways, but you're just by yourself in that feeling. Um, how, to, how to say a way to explain that to me has never been easy. And on the opposite side, I can experience the world going through an, ex- an emotional experience, like we can use the example of COVID, and then how I feel about it and how I feel I'm experiencing that. So I would say a feeling is almost like a it's almost like a light, 
like a a, a, a night light in the uh, what do they call those in the in the ocean where boats look out for light posts is that a lighthouse a feeling is like a lighthouse lighthouse okay and how i feel is based on where it's focused in the oceans of my emotion right and the ship that it might connect to is the relationship i'm having with that energy of emotion and the light is the the feeling of it all so at times like to your point i don't know what i'm feeling the lighthouse is just circling doing its job i'm being human you know and then all of a sudden hey that's a big ass yacht why did i do that what is that yacht you know and then i use that as an example to say because i don't know i can't define it i just think that it's a good way to recognize it every time it comes up because it's so strong right it can empower you to marry your lover and it can empower you to divorce your lover it's a feeling you know <laughs> so um i wouldn't i'll define it as your light and the more and the more you go learn ahead. to go ahead. Go ahead. the more the more you've learned to observe that light be the witness of the one that is witnessing you know that light um you can possibly get a little bit deeper into your source into your full awareness without judgment like i felt i've really gotten deep with that in myself to the point i'm i i'm cosmo but you too are cosmo cosmonaut is not a it's not the cosmonaut it's cosmonaut we are all in my opinion like that but it's a part of the wonder it's a part of everything so i think when we look at people we love and idolize there's this space that they 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 have and they are this thing that we're not even if we might admire their success it still creates a sense of separation i don't like that i don't think that is a part of how we should love each other or love each other's greatness so and I think that's where we come into alignment <laughs> that, you know, you, you believe we're all cosmic and we're all cosmonauts. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we're all the ninth wonder in the world. Like I'm the ninth <laughs> wonder of the world. You're the ninth wonder of the world. But, um, gang, gang, man. It's crazy yeah. that, yeah, it's crazy that you use that lighthouse analogy. Uh, I never heard that for feelings, which I think is really great because no matter how hard the waves are crashing and how high the tide is, how dark it is, what the weather is like, you know, the lighthouse is still doing its job. It's still, circling around feeling observing and then when it gets when it pinpoints on a feeling or on a direction then it goes that way mm -hmm. but it, it made me think of the tugboat analogy what so is that? i think our goal is to is to help people be like a lighthouse to create the space for them to, for, to be still and strong in their human experience and to be kind of clear as possible with their feeling mm -hmm. but if you think about a tugboat which does the same purpose as a lighthouse it shines light into the ocean for boats that are lost at sea. I and then see. when the tugboat sees the boat that's lost at sea, instead of being like a lighthouse and, you know, using the feelings to attract them and to direct them in using that energy, a tugboat is kind of latching onto the boat's energy. And now the tugboat is trying to bring the boat in and trying to save the boat. Okay. Um, okay. And I think a lot of us are like that with, yeah. with our feelings. So our feelings are, are shining out. We're going around in all directions, you know, with a tugboat, if our feelings are in that state, the waves are kind of pushing us around throughout the ocean. And yeah. when our feelings finally latch onto something, we might not even be sure what we latched onto, but we latched on and we're kind of 
going with it or we're pulling it back with us where yeah. that's draining it's draining more energy it's le- there's less clarity around it less understanding less certainty um, yeah. whereas lighthouse just stands stands tall so i think it's a really interesting analogy used and you know the funny thing as you're talking about it too it brought me back again it's so we're going back and forth here <laughs> so like the saturn and jupiter reference because i represented saturn in such a long way saturn was about that stamina that responsibility that long-term lesson standing strong in your focus and jupiter is about the expansion the growth the miracles in it all so it it's we can't almost we can't de-energize from our being we have vibrated so much into this version of ourselves that it continues to prove how our work helps us and it's we hope that it helps others um I think that brings us to the, the, the path now that we want to take people through. Yeah, yeah, the path. And um, so, again, we said that it's going to be over two days and we're going to go back to back. Um, I don't so know. It's going to be mm-hmm. um, it's going to be two hours each day, we said to be a mm-hmm. two day experience. And our goal is to each present for about 30 minutes at a time. Yep. So it, it, I think you're going to be, uh, no, I think I'll be opening to set yep. the stage for expansion and set the stage for possibility, set the frame, I mean, and, and you'll be following me up. And then from there, I'll, I'll come back in and we'll do some more expansion. We'll do some healing. And I think for me, um, at least my part of day one is more about expansion and possibility and growth. And then day two is more about healing and practicality and application. And my part of day one is about, say your day one again, and I'm going to compliment it and let the listeners hear. So your part of day one. Is about expansion and opening up our perspective to new possibilities, growth. And growth. And my part of day one is taking those expansions, possibilities, and growth and putting action steps behind them. Right. So Jason will t- give you versions of his action steps. Mine are going to be pra- my version of those action steps. Again, we are not here to make either one of us the answer more than proof that the work is the answer. So there's not one way to healing more than healing is the path. Is that making sense, Jason, for sure? Or yeah that makes okay. sense uh, the way i describe that is um we are we're leaders we're not saviors and, and we're trying yes. to lead people to be able to lead themselves and do this on their own rather yes. than and rather than be a savior and yeah positive we're, we're lighthouses not <laughs> in that way in that way lighthouses. 100 percent, 100 percent. and say your day two again for the listeners so i can add my part in And day two for me is going to be more um, practical, hands-on, and it's going to be healing. Um, and then once we've healed, it's going to grow and expand some more. And my day two would be the complement to his physical representation of that, how we tie that in, like his day one, into conversations of inner expansion, winding down into the lesson and how to almost take off the coal now and look at the diamond and 
how to cherish that diamond um, and the responsibility of that power. You know, with great power comes great responsibility kind of deal. And that's our, that's our spill. That's the hopes and goals that you, the listener and watchers and supporters get involved with us and get involved with yourself. There's so many ways to healing. There's so many paths to healing. Um, and as long as you just get on the path, it's better for an overall experience. They say that children and seniors are the most two important ways to learn about life. If you want to know anything about life, go talk to a child or go talk to a, a person that's over 80 years old, you know, someone that's experienced at least twice around most of us. Um, you got anything to share, Jason? Anything to add? Can you assemble your day twos? Yeah, it sounds like your day two is really going to ground down or ground in all that powerful energy. It sounds like your day two is going to ground in that powerful energy from day one. And it's really just going to accumulate the whole experience together. So I'm excited, Howard. I look forward to, you know, That's the with goal. You doing this experience with you. Same, 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 same. I want like a whole bunch of people. I keep like meditating, not into a whole bunch of people, but like <laughs> the tribe, you know, just some energy work. It, I think um, I get excited about the possibilities. <laughs> there it is again, and how the work works, and just seeing what it's like for people. And um, I love how you kind of ground me sometimes into like, all right, well, let's just get to work. And I'm like, okay, 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 but I'm still excited about getting it done. <laughs> and you're like, all right, well, let's just let's just get to work. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all. And, and speaking of getting speaking of getting to work, I think the coolest part is that we are going to be taking each other's courses respectively this week, and yes. then we're going to be sharing on our Instagram stories and Facebook stories throughout the week what our experiences are like, so that others can see, and then more so, it's going to bring us into a greater alignment, so that we can hopefully create something even more powerful. Now so, that we have a bit better understanding. Yes, that is true. That is true. And I hope that message is conveyed clearly to the listeners and watchers of this current episode. Um, have a wonderful Saturday, Jason. I don't, I don't know if uh, I even said that. <laughs> but uh, I hope you have a great yeah. weekend. You, you as well. It's like one degree here. So are I you know doing you that light on Lilith? That, are you doing a power dynamic event later? Yeah, I'm actually, um, I'm 100% considering it. I just okay. um, woke up this morning with uh, something popped on my schedule. And so I'm just making sure because I didn't check the time for it. So I'm like, wait, uh, there was that thing with Jason and he said it was kind of right after around 10 or 11. So let me double check, you know, so but I, I plan on jumping on. Even more of a reason for the listeners to participate. <laughs> we're, we're going to have a power dynamic event shortly so yeah like right now how we can <laughs> cultivate this this inner power yeah yeah it's <laughs> so crazy hours, all right i do have a class though right now so same see you later jason thank thanks you. Thank everyone you thanks for listening on the podcast right. later look later see you <laughs>